and welcome to Formosa News. I'm Mike Lee. Good evening. I'm Celia Chan. Well, the annual summit of the Asia-Pacific Economic Cooperation Forum will take place virtually this year on November 20th. In most cases, it's the leaders of the 21 member economies who attend the meeting, but Taiwan's president is prohibited from the event due to Chinese objection. In Celia, there have been hopes that President Tsai Ing-wen will be able to attend this year, right? Yes, Mike, and it seemed like a greater possibility this year since the summit is to be held virtually. But that possibility seems to have been foreclosed. On Tuesday, Tsai announced that TSMC founder Morris Chang would be representing her for the third year in a row. President Tsai walks up the dais with Morris Chang and his wife philanthropist Sophie Chang. The presidential office held a press conference on Tuesday to announce TSMC's founder as Taiwan's representative to the 2020 APEC summit. I would like to formally announce that we will once again invite TSMC founder Dr. Morris Chang to serve as our leader's representative. At previous AELMs, Dr. Chen has had great success in promoting cooperation between Taiwan and our partner countries. Tsai laid out two goals for Taiwan at this year's summit. One is underscoring Taiwan's willingness to contribute more to global pandemic prevention. The other is strengthening ties with other countries to consolidate Taiwan's position in global supply chains. This will be my fourth time serving as Taiwan's leader representative to the APEC summit. It is somewhat regrettable that this year the meetings will be virtual, as I won't be able to meet some old friends from past summits. I think that this time, Taiwan has undertaken the preparations and Taiwan has the capabilities for making a significant contribution to APEC. Due to the pandemic, this year's APEC summit will be held via teleconference. Last year, Chang had been expected to share a stage with Chinese leader Xi Jinping and U.S. President Donald Trump. But the 2019 meeting had been cancelled due to ongoing protests in Chile, which was hosting the summit. Researchers from Academia Sinica say they are developing a new antimicrobial treatment that will help the victims of burns heal from their injuries better than was ever before. The breakthrough is based on tests using gene cloning, and it has been found to improve um, the ability of animals to heal from wounds. But the scientists say an application for their research is still at least five years away. The mucus on this grouper fish is collagen, which researchers have found has an unexpected use. There's lots of mucus on its body. We were all curious about how when it's wounded, it doesn't die that quickly and its wounds heal quite well. The researchers used gene cloning to replicate cathelicidin, a peptide that helps protect animals against bacterial infection. In the gene cloning experiments, rats were found to recover faster from wounds in one to two weeks. In experiments on pigs, they recovered in 25 days. The team will next experiment on monkeys before planning clinical trials on humans. If the burn is infected with a microbe like MRSA, which is drug resistant, that's a real hassle. It's very hard to treat with the antibiotics we have now. But we can use cathelicidin to carry out a series of treatments, and in the future we may have an even better breakthrough. The team says that a medical product like an antimicrobial dressing is still at least five years away, but that when it comes, it could catalyze the growth of new blood cells, help wounds heal and vanish scars. It could change the lives of countless numbers of burn victims. 
After 11 years in the works, Taichung's metro system will finally open on December 19th. A one-month trial period will start November 16th, during which passengers can ride for free. The Taichung Metro's first line, the Green Line, will have 18 stations stretching from Beituan Main Station to Taichung's high-speed rail station. Businesses near the line say they're looking forward to lots of foot traffic once the trains start running. Now, if you're a person who has their eyes glued to their phone, even as they walk down the sidewalk, this is for you. Are you like this, Celia? Oh, only on the rarest of occasions. Well, actually, it's, it's not uncommon. And sneaking a glance at your phone as you cross the street is quite a bit more dangerous. But unfortunately, it's also a common sight. It's true. And to address the issue, one new Taipei Street Crossing now features a cast of friendly voices asking pedestrians to keep their eyes off their phones for 10 seconds. Officials hope the reminders will serve to improve route safety. Crossing the road, a voice rings out. Please do not stare at your phone as you cross the street. But who is it? Actually, it's the little green guy on the traffic lights, who sometimes speaks with a man's voice, sometimes a woman's, and sometimes a little girl's. The voice actor for that last version made her press debut here. Chen Ruoyi is just four years old. She started off by copying her big sister, saying the lines, but it was so sweet that she was asked to become an official member of the recording team. The Transportation Bureau has vowed to push enforcement of road safety, cracking down on scooters that don't give way to pedestrians. But pedestrians who stare at their phones while crossing often slow down, making scooters wait, and are not taking their share of responsibility for road safety. That's why New Taipei are trialling this talking traffic light. Oh, I thought the voice was coming from that food bank over there. It's quite unusual, so I did look around. I crossed here twice today. I was kind of shocked the first time I heard it. I think it's helpful because I'm too used to scrolling while I walk. The voice is a new experiment and has novelty impact. If the trial keeps going well, officials say they might decide to expand the idea. Generally, when people hear the voice, they will pay attention and put their phones down. The impact seems pretty good so far. Some hope the voice will help people adjust their habits for good. There are, of course, plenty of muse museums with exhibits on Taiwan's past. But at National Taiwan Museum, not all the history is on display behind glass. And here, the museum building itself offers visitors a first-hand look into the past. Founded in 1908, it is Taiwan's oldest museum. And its main building, built in 1915, hides plenty of interesting quirks. Formosa News takes you to uncover some of the secrets of the, of the museum. We're currently at National Taiwan Museum, the oldest museum still operating in Taiwan. Today, our tour guide will share with us some of the secrets in the museum. Now follow me please, this way. National Taiwan Museum was founded during the Japanese colonial era. It's the only museum to have remained open at its original site despite wars and changes in Taiwan's government. Its main building, which was designed in a neoclassical style, was built in memory of two important Japanese officials, Kodama Gentaro and Goto Shinbei. 
There are many symbols of the pair in the building. For example, the main hall has a niche at each side which their statues used to stand. After the Japanese rule ended, the statues were removed and replaced with two vases. We have two statues at each side of this lobby in Japanese period. They were uh, people that were commemorated uh, by the colonial government. The fourth governor general, Kotama Gintaro, and his partner, Goto Shinbei, the civil administrator. Most Taiwanese are quite familiar with Goto Shinbei, Ho Ten Xinping, because he has done a lot of uh, like scientific surveys and uh, modernization policies. And this is also why they were commemorated here, because by the end of their turn, the Japanese colonial government could eventually profit from colonizing Taiwan. Look closely at the skylight and you'll find symbols of the two officers in a form of their family crests. Goto's is a vine crest, while Kodama's is a war fan with bamboo leaves. These family crests are also hiding in plain sight elsewhere in the lobby. At the two sides of um, the, the lamp, you can see the family emblems of the two Japanese officers. So uh, the one with wisteria vine, like vine blossom, is the one for Koto Shinbei. The other one, uh, you can see bamboo leaves and underneath uh, is the war fan. That is the family emblem for Kodama Gendaro. So in addition to this very subtle decoration, if you look up even, you can see that uh, there are also family emblems on the skylight. The museum is a national historic site. It was designed by Japanese architects Nomura Uchiro and Araki Aichi. Their goal was to make a grand building with noble materials. For instance, the handrails at the stairs are made out of high-quality marble from Japan. It looks like the same marble that covers the wall at the back. But get close and give it a touch and you'll notice something is off. During the construction of this uh, museum building, it was, there was something very important happening in the world, and that is World War I. So as you can imagine, all the price of the raw materials was rising. And hence, they actually didn't have enough money to apply expensive marbles. This is very different materials from marble. This is actually plaster. So while you may think, oh, plaster wall is very cheap, this first, this building still cost a fortune. Local guavas inside. Although the building was designed in a Western style, the architects incorporated many tropical elements. For instance, this bullseye window, which is decorated with tropical Taiwanese fruits. In the West, the fruits would be things like apples and grapes. But here, you'll also find pineapples, star fruits, bananas, wax apples, and more. If you look at around the, the, this kind of walleye window, usually it's decorated with flowers or plants. But if you look closely at this particular one, you will discover that it's actually decorated with Taiwanese fruits, part of the uh, tropical decoration of the museum. The yellow tiger flag behind me is the flag of the Formosan Republic. National Taiwan Museum shows the secrets of the museum in free English tours every Sunday afternoon. There are also weekend tours in more than 20 Asian and European languages. For Mosa News, Stephanie Yang, Huang Pinghan in Taipei.